This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 31st, episode 2943, brought to you by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse friends. Good Tuesday morning to you, and I do mean a good Tuesday morning. Well, if you insist on being accurate about it. Somebody with perfect comedic timing could produce this much energy in one shot. You gotta learn that your time in the saddle ain't as rough as a life in between. Dang, dusting out the classics. (laughs) I mean, I I haven't heard that in forever. (laughs) Thought I'd bring that one out for you. I don't think I've played it forever. Well, welcome, everybody. Yes, Jamie and I on a Tuesday. It's rare. It probably never happened again, but uh, it was just circumstances. Yesterday was a holiday, and this is the fifth Tuesday when we normally don't have a show. And I said to Jamie, hey, let's do a show. And then I didn't know I was going to have COVID this morning. So there we go. We're here. Welcome to the world of COVID. I'm (laughs) proud you can finally join the club of people who have had it. Well, um, I... Started getting sick last night. I knew I would. We went to this conference. There were like 2,000 people there. And my phone started blowing up this morning with everybody I hung out with over the weekend tested positive this morning is sick. So uh, pretty much everybody that I saw there is now sick. So I'm sure this is COVID. Uh, I'll take a test later in the day and find out. Kayla, our good friend Kayla, who does the sales and breeding episode, who you guys heard last week, which was very popular uh, with with me not on it, which I kind of like. Emily will be doing that, I hope, from now on. But uh, she also texted me this morning. She said, I got sick last night, did you? (laughs) So, yep, it was a super spreader event. (laughs) We're here. Hopefully it doesn't last long and we can Yet it's amazing that... A hundred thousand people can go to the Super Bowl, and you didn't hear about I, I, anybody getting sick. And you're at a two thousand people conference. Well, we were there for four days, sitting and talking to each other really close up. So maybe that's the difference. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was just my turn. <clears throat> um, Je- Jennifer's fine so far. Knock on wood. Let's hope it stays that way. So on today's show, uh, we have a special. It's just us. So because we decided to do this the last minute, we didn't book any guests. So if you like the the uh, episodes where it's just Jamie and I, you're in heaven. If you don't, wait till tomorrow. We'll have a I don't know, but we're going to have some <laughs> brash guy uh, interrupting oh, true. our podcast. I don't even podcast. consider him a guest anymore because he's on so much. <laughs> This has been the most requested thing in the last week, was your husband's view of uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. That's all anybody wants to know. Over the weekend, yeah, we went and saw it. Our wedding anniversary, by the way, was... Oh, happy uh, anniversary. Thank you. 12 years. uh, And uh, so what did we do? We went and saw the movie with our kid. That's what you do when you've been married 12 years and, you know, you got... Where's the kid going to go? Going to go with us. Let's go. So we, it was really cool to see, you know, Chad kind of talking to Lucas through the movie and explaining stuff. And, and there, there was, uh, 
It, 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 you save for the review, but it's man is worth seeing. Holy moly! But you'll get a fighter pilot. Remember, my husband was a Air Force fighter pilot, not Navy, like they are in the movie. So you'll get a perspective. Oh, they of do what, the same ducks and rolls, I'm sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> I kept going. I'm like, that's not real, and he's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and if you had known that when he was in, you would, you would, you would have lost it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about it after the review because I, right. I definitely. Uh, Lost it. That's I have a little point. bit of a review too for all the Downton Abbey fans. We went to see that, so I'll uh, talk about that a little you bit. You are one of the seven people who did not who went to see a movie that wasn't Maverick. <laughs> well, this was before it came out, so I was at a conference otherwise. Oh. Um, and we have an, we'll get an update on your new baby, which I heard that <laughs> harrowing story. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, she did listen to that interview. <laughs> <laughs> Plus some equestrian first world problems. So we're going to do all of that coming up in today's show. Uh, yeah, let's do some Daily Winnies, though, first. Uh, and, uh, find my button. We have two auditor birthdays today, Megan Burleson and Jennifer Taylor. Happy birthday to both of you. We also have a brand new auditor last week, Edith Snyder. Thank you, Edith, for joining the party. And uh, welcome to the club. We appreciate you being here. Um, well, my first Daily Winnie, which, by the way, Jennifer apparently made a new Daily Winnie with the new Phillies Winnie in it. Oh, so I didn't you're even know to- that. You're going to have to find yeah, that. Nobody told me. I know. Well, we don't tell you much when you're gone. I like to <laughs> no. keep it a mystery. Uh, much so time anyway. My first Daily Winnie goes out to the children that attend Conrad Public Schools. Did you hear about this in Montana? No. What happened? Oh, my God. So, you know, senior pranks. People always pull. Kids like to always pull senior <laughs> pranks. And... uh there's a law in Montana, it's an old law, saying that if a student rides their horse to school, the school principal has to feed and tend to the horse throughout the day. <laughs> Twelve Montana students <laughs> rode their horse to school, and he was like, well, it's a law. <laughs> so the principal had to take care of the horses while they were in school as a senior prank. That's this the best awesome. story I've heard all week. I know, right? <laughs> That's fantastic. You have another one, right? I do. And it's a birthday. Oh, well, let's change tune here. I'm going to say something that's going to freak you out. Uh-oh. My child is nine years old today. Happy birthday, oh, Lucas! Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Happy birthday, Lucas. <laughs> you and you said your anniversary was 12 years. That means you got married the year we started the show. I did. I got married in May I and we started you were the show married in November. Like a couple years when we started the show. I didn't, I don't think I realized it was quite that soon. I was a newlywed. Wow. A newlywed. Yeah. Looking, uh, looking to work from home and, and ride horses and do all the things. And, and this job afforded me that opportunity. And so, yeah, I married and then we started the show. And then a couple years later had a kid who's now nine, years nine. 
I remember what? the pregnancy year we spent on the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was pregnant on the air. And then like I took a couple of days off to have the baby. But then I was like, I need to come back because like I can't not do this because I'm going crazy and I need to talk to other humans. <laughs> I wanted her to have the baby on the air, but she refused. She wouldn't do it. He did. I mean, good for and I was like, that is such a hackney radio stud of like, <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> she wouldn't do it anyway. No. So he, you wanted to Facebook live it. So I did. Know. I did. I <laughs> Facebook was pretty new then, actually. So. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the important stuff. What everybody wants to know about. Nobody cares what we want to talk about. They want to care. They care about what your husband wants to talk about. So do you want to just play it and then we'll talk about it? Uh, yeah, sounds good. So yeah, we went to see it on Sunday and it was so funny because we did leave the theater and I was like, turn around. He's like, why? I'm like, we didn't get a picture. (laughs) (laughs) It was your anniversary. You didn't get a picture. I know. (laughs) Well, let's hear Chad's review of Top Gun Maverick. So many people were wanting to get a fighter pilot's perspective on the new Top Gun movie. And we're not going to give any spoilers. Hopefully if they are, we'll have Glenn edit them out. Uh, so I'm here with a fighter pilot, retired now, but I think after seeing this movie, he'd be happy to get back in the jet. My husband, Chad Jennings. Well, hi there, guys. Uh, yeah, we're driving home from the movie, so uh, I figured we'd get a fresh perspective. So did you enjoy the movie? I I, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm not. I. It was a good movie. It was good. They did a good job. I mean, some major rules of engagement were broken. You know, hearts were breaking. I laughed. I cried. I, I, all the emotions. Uh, and, and I didn't want to like it because it's a Navy movie. You know, that's that's what an Air Force guy is going to say. But uh, they did it to me again. It was good. They did a good job. I liked it. How accurate was the flying and the radio talk, the comms, if you will, and uh, uh, things like G-Lock that happened and all of these kind of fighter piloty things, were they were they accurate to how they do? You're such a fighter pilot's wife. Listen to you talking like comms and... You said that, but I know because G-Locks. I'm a horse chick and in horse movies... We hate fake Winnies, and we hate really terrible horse stuff. So as a fighter pilot, did you hate, did you cringe at all in certain times? I mean, this was like, this was like your sea biscuit or something. I, I, it, yeah, but there's a, there was a, they didn't have like the, the, the Hollywood moment or two where you're just like, come on, that's, that's so ridiculous. I can't, I can't even watch this anymore. They didn't, they didn't do that. They had a couple, uh, the guy would have lost his job 15 times over in the real world. But it was exciting, uh, you know. So, so it's okay to exaggerate some stuff, and they definitely did that. And there's some things that you know were slightly unsafe, I'd say, in the tr- general training environment. But um, you know, that's that's Maverick just trying to get his point across. So I get it, I get it. But so, if in real life you stole an F-18 and decided to go on a training mission on your own, wh- what would happen to you in your career? Why? It, this wasn't like. Iron Eagle Doug Masters bad where they you know he takes his son out to the flight line and puts him in the back seat because he's wearing a helmet and nobody notices that he's out there you know <laughs> so I mean it, there's at least some backstory where you're like ah, okay feasibly maybe maybe he could have done some of these things and that's fine and you're willing to overlook that but like honestly as far as like just the 
the, the flying stuff goes. This was like this was Top Gun on on GoPro. It was it was amazing. The uh, I was kind of having some uh, I was having I had some flashbacks. I'm not gonna lie to you. There was a there was a couple scenes in there where I was I, I kind of like I, I wanted to get back in the jet. I wanted to strap it on. I wanted to make it happen again. And the uh, uh, there there was like there was a couple of times when when you actually felt like you're kind of ripping through some canyons and there's and you're pulling the G's again and you're working hard and uh, and you're getting kind of overwhelmed with uh, all the the sensory overloads like it's that's all like a thing that I I kind of it all just kind of came back to me so they did a they did a fantastic job uh, in a lot of this movie with uh, recreating some of that stuff so I kind of uh, it yeah they did they did good they did good all right so thumbs up four stars all the things we like Top Gun, and as the fighter pilot wife, you know, I was married to him for 10 years doing this, and there's times that he came home and certain things had maybe potentially happened and or not happened, and, and also at times we lost friends. And so I was a, a puddle, a crying mess during this movie because of that. So um, I must say that it... It definitely brought me back a little bit to your flying days and all that. But but again, you know what? The bottom line is I really don't want to like Tom Cruise. I don't. I feel like he's pretentious. He's a maverick. He's all the... Dude, I, just, I just love him. I just love him. I don't want to love him, but I love him. And I can't help it. I'm putting it out there. Now I love you more. And <laughs> you too, Lucas. Lucas, what did you think about the movie? I'm not, um, I really liked it, but I'm not part of this this uh thing but i wanted to say you know how he said four stars i say 4.8 4.8 stars we did nice. see it in in the 4dx where the seats move and everything it was awesome so 4.8 from lucas chad and i give it four stars it was great all right bye well that was it was very interesting to hear his review and you know what all of the stuff that he thought was just a little over the edge, you know, that probably wouldn't happen. He forgave it all because the movie was apparently so good. Right? Well, there's <laughs> like, there, I, I, I haven't heard the, the interview in a, in a, since I did it. So I, I'm sorry if I repeat myself, but there was a part, and I'm not giving any spoilers, where he goes and hops in this plane and flies it off. And I was like, did nobody think to think about gas? Are these planes just full of gas? Well, maybe. Maybe they're ready to go, you know. And I was like, and there was all these missiles already on it? He goes... Well, that's probably not true. <laughs> no. I Right? I'm like, it's full of gas and loaded with missiles. He was like, babe, that was a combat-ready jet. Of oh, course, so it's it gassed up and loaded. And I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did it make you nervous? Like in past tense, did it make you nervous? Like if I had known what he was out there doing, I might have been a little more nervous. Um, so there's one part that something happens to a pilot and uh, that wasn't no, nobody died or anything, but it happened to a pilot and it was very stressful for in that moment. And I started I Chad's actually started tearing up when it happened and I started sobbing because it has happened to several people that we know or friends, uh, friends of friends, other fighter pilots, and it doesn't turn out well. Um, and so I think the realization it's called G locking. So basically they pull enough G's to where they pass out. Now they train 
immensely for that. Like they put them in like human centrifuges and they, they teach them how to do this breathing to keep them from passing out. But it happens. It's called G locking and they pass out and then the aircraft hits the ground, you know, because they, they, they're on, on, there's nobody they're unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that has happened to a couple friends, uh, friends of friends, and I've attended a couple funerals and the worst is seeing the wives, you know, up there, but anyway, it, it happened, it happens. And for some reason that just hit me to where like Lucas was like, mom, are you okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was a sobbing mess. And he, then Chad cried because I was crying. So he was like, he, he was emotionally affected, but then he saw me and I was a mess. So well, he that said there is, was a couple triggers in the show. So that must've been one of them. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and so that is something that really hit home to me because it's so possible. You know, I mean, they, they these humans that are fighter pilots are vetted and trained within an inch of their life. I remember when I was going to marry Chad and my dad, you know, all you know, he's gonna, I'm like the government, Gives him thirty million dollar jets to fly. He's <laughs> fine. Right. He can, he handle, can handle your daughter. <laughs> I'm only worth uh, five hundred thousand, so we're good. <laughs> exactly. I'm worth more dead. <laughs> so, it, but it, it was, gosh, it was a fin- you know. And what's really funny is the next morning, Chad had to leave to go fly the uh, it's a, his Airbus. You know, uh, so he goes off to work and he wakes up and I'm like, "Just sleep, okay?" He goes. I dreamed of a, I was a fighter pilot all night long. <laughs> <laughs> he did say in the interview he was ready to go hop in one again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he probably misses playing in the, you know, through the mountains. <laughs> yeah, and he he specialized in low level stuff, so he was really kind of like able to tell me because I didn't believe any of it. And he was like, "No, that that happens." And I was like, "What? <laughs> Why did I know that?" <laughs> but like he did a lot of low level and he did what's called terrain following and he taught uh Singapore how to do terrain following at night. So he was doing low level night flying, which that again sounds safe. I didn't know about that till after. At Mach 1. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So and 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 then when that there's a there's a, a plane that I'm like that's not a real plane. I'm like, that's not real. And he was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, God dang it. How much do you know that I don't know? God. If, if For new listeners, uh, uh, Jamie and I also flew in a fighter jet together. Well, uh, we're, uh, sort opposed of. To, well, actually, we, we flew in combat with each other, and she beat me. <laughs> So, I did. You died yeah, many, times. Uh, many it was, times. It was a simulator, and those are the simulators that they actually train the guys in. And you can actually see some simulator work, I think, in the movie. And, I mean, it looks real. You go into this bubble, and it's real. And I mean, everything hurts, around like, those you. Those seats are not comfortable. They are. No. <laughs> they are and your arms get sore from pulling the stick, which yeah. doesn't actually move. It just yeah. responds to pressure. And for some reason, I thought if I pull it harder, it's going to go faster. <laughs> we, we didn't get a lot of instruction before we did this because he I snuck know. us in. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, go, go, go. He's like, get in there and fly. <laughs> Give me your phone. Get in there. Don't tell anybody about this. Okay. <laughs> okay. You we have a radio anybody. show, you know, that can we talk about it there eight years later? Because he can't get fired now. So, okay. uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, a couple things things about uh, Top Gun, which I'm excited to go see. Um, and by the way, if you've listened to today's show to hear about horses, we might get to that later. Um, we are, because I have a baby. Yes, yes, you have a baby. You have to talk about that. Rotten Tomatoes agrees with you. The critics are at 98% P. 
people are at 99% of that movie. There's just, I mean, if you can, it's like convincing a horse person that a horse movie is good. You know, it's like if you can convince a fighter pilot to like a fighter pilot movie, like, wow, you've done So no fake Winnie's, apparently. There's no fake Winnie's in the whole thing. (laughs) Did you know that Tom Cruise almost didn't, he didn't want to make the movie? I can't believe that. So the director, whose name's Joseph Kaczynski, um, flew to Paris where Tom was shooting Mission Impossible, and he was given a half an hour of time between setups, between his takes, and he was told, you have a half an hour, and that's it. That's all you can talk to Tom. So he shows up there with the idea for the movie uh, and talks to him, and apparently 20 minutes in, Tom was convinced, and part of the reason he was convinced was the title. Because he already had the title, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, because of the title, Tom was convinced and uh, thought, wow, it'd be fun to do again. And, and apparently liked the storyline. So he called right there during this interview or during this meeting with the potential director. He calls uh, the head of Paramount and says, we're making another Top Gun. And the director says, that's when I realized the power of a real movie star. Yeah. So- <laughs> I, I, I just, I do. I want to hate Tom Cruise because like, he just seems to be like douchey or something, but no, he's just so cool. He's I, did just you guys really watch cool. the thing yes, he did with James, James Corden? Corden? He's so likable. Tom Cruise. He's he just is. likable. <laughs> he's just a movie star. And and this this story with Val Kilmer, you know, I the, I didn't know he has no voice. I haven't seen yes, the Netflix yeah. documentary about him, but I didn't know that. And so yeah. he's in the movie. Was it and cancer it, was something like that. that throat he cancer, his, yeah. yeah and the words. whole like the whole cast was phenomenal. And and uh, anyway, we're gonna stop talking about it. But yeah, Tom Cruise was fantastic, and uh, it's the largest opening ever for any of his movies ever. Yeah, he's going to make a few. He's going to be glad he agreed to do it. (laughs) He'll be fine. Um, So, yeah, definitely check that out. And also go to YouTube and look up Tom Cruise, James Corden. He took James up for a ride in a fighter jet, and it was hilarious. I don't know if you guys liked it, but I was like, how on earth does he have that jet, Chad? That is not possible. And Chad's like, yeah, he could get that jet. Like, what? He probably owns it. (laughs) Yeah, he does. I'm sure he does. There was a guy in Pennsylvania near where we lived that used to own one. An old, he bought a Russian one, one of the old Russian ones. And that's he what Chad, that's what that's yeah. what they flew in the in the in the video. Oh, was it? Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) There you go. And James was funny. It was worth watching. So, Downton Abbey, we went to see that. It's the second movie. Uh, It's So, I'm not going to do any spoilers that you won't see in the trailer. Uh, And I'll keep it short. But it was basically a few years from the last movie. And all you Downton Abbey fans, and I know three quarters of you are, because we had this discussion before, all the characters there are there that you love. They're all there. You will laugh a lot. This is funnier than the other, other even the series. It's funnier. They put a lot more comedy in it. And you're going to cry. So just like Top Gun, you will laugh and you will cry. The scenery is breathtaking. Um, and I will just end with this. All the Downton Abbey fans will know what I'm talking about. Mary will make you nervous again. So you're going to be on on the edge of your seat about Mary. So I'm just going to put that out there. But otherwise, it was just a feel-good, fun movie, and it was lighter than than the series or the last movie. It was definitely lighter, uh, uh, except for the crying part. So there's there it is. Go see it. It's worth seeing. I liked it better than the first movie. Uh, I thought it was better. I thought it was funnier and more entertaining. So there you go. 
Wow. You like the sequel better than the original? That never happens. No. By the way. It was really good. Because Down Abbey doesn't. I'll take my kid to see PG 13 movies as long as there's no sex, right? Mm -hmm. So in the original Top Gun, there's this really Kelly McGillis, Tom Cruise, tongue wrestling. Scene. Oh yes, I remember. Do you remember that? that? Yes, and I, yes, hate, yes. I hated that. I remember it was. I think it was gross, and I was a teenager. But like, there's literally zero sex in this movie, and it makes me so much happier. Like, it just was so much easier to watch with a kid, and just it took that whole. It just it just took that whole ick factor out of it. Like, it, it just it was a nice it was a nice relationship movie, you know, and stuff. But like, there was none of that. Like slow music tongue wrestling yes. shadow boxing yeah yeah grossness that you I have can to say, explain i can say there was evil. none of that in down nabby either so i was gonna say there's not much of that in in down nabby no. have they ever like had any sexy anything in down Abbey? yes they did in and i'm not giving this away it's a long time ago um the one guy died during sex and they they had to put him in a blanket and sneak him out of the castle oh wow so. okay so. <laughs> And it turned out to be more comedy than serious, for sure. <laughs> hey, you have a story about the Kentucky Derby winner. I do. I just wanted to let everybody know hey, we're that. We're back to horses again. I back just want to horses, let everybody back know. Back to horses, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kentucky Derby winner Rich Strike just had his final work at Churchill and heads to Belmont today. Uh, he leaves this morning. Now, uh, keep this in mind. The, the, I love this trainer, because when asked why he didn't run in the Preakness, he said this quote: "He's a five-week horse. It takes him horse. It takes him that long mentally to do things the proper way, physically and energy-wise. He's ready, but if his mind isn't right, he's not going to perform." It goes on to say, "Horses are not machines." He didn't say this, but the, the author does. Keeping equine athletes at their peak, apparently. What continues to go on? They're talking about his mental abilities. Rich Strike's immaturity was on full display in the moments that followed the Derby, blah, blah, blah. They need to get teach him to channel his energy more efficiently than like mauling the, the pony and the outrider. But they were basically talking about how incredibly difficult this horse is. And so how... Um, how he's been galloping and training really well and enthusiastically. And that's just why people were like, why are you not putting him in the breakness? Well, uh, you know, Monty and Debbie, Deb, Monty came on Debbie's show and, and a lot was made about the fact that he was sold as a $30,000, you know, claimer or whatever uh, back in, back in the day uh, when he was sold. And Monty's like, there's probably a reason for that. He was very difficult, potentially very difficult to manage and it just goes to show you basically they're saying yes he is very difficult to manage <laughs> it's, a pr- <clears throat> it's a problem child <laughs> it says here in the article he has developed a reputation for being rambunctious <laughs> no and he really needs to channel the energy more we didn't notice <laughs> yeah no nobody's seen that or like the uh, the pictures of the groom who's like smooching him on the nose while the horse is wearing a lip chain because he would bite your face off <laughs> If you didn't have control, yeah. So, Rich well, Strike. We're going to see if he can do it again. If he has it in him one more time, I we're going to find out what. Right. And that's not this weekend, but the next, I think. I think so. Belmont. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, the World Equestrian Center Hotel is called the Equestrian Hotel, appropriately enough, and it has been selected from over 400 entries in the 2021 Gold Key Awards. That is presented by Boutique Design Magazine. The Gold Key Awards recognizes the world's most innovative hospitality projects. Only four hotels remain as in the best hotel luxury category, and one of those is the World Equestrian Center. So here we have a horsey hotel at a horsey place that is now rated as one of the top luxury hotels in the world. That's amazing. I mean, you think Vegas, you know, (laughs) not Ocala. When I was at uh, PodFest, which I'll talk more about in the post-show with the auditors, but when I was at PodFest, there were non-horse people that knew about World Equestrian Center now. The word is getting out. It hits the mainstream magazines, and they're like, what's that place like? I said, it's nice. So, coming up, they have a big series coming up. It's nine weeks. It's called the Ocala Summer Series, June 15th through August 14th. It's the USEF Premier Hunters and Jumpers show, and it features $3.5 million in total money and prizes, and they're going to be bringing back the Saturday Night Grand Prix. They'll be back, so you can go over and just sit and go to one of the seven restaurants and eat and watch the Grand Prix. So uh, that'll be happening again from June 15th through August 14th. If you're in the area, do come over and see it. It's worth taking a drive from Disney or wherever. I saw one of our auditors said she couldn't convince her family to drive up from Disney to go see it. So just leave them behind and go by yourself. So there's so much variety. If you're driving past on Route 75, it's only 10 minutes off. Stop and see it. WorldEquestrianCenter.com. Now, I took a listen to uh, last Friday's show. By the way, you and Wendy got rave reviews. I am thinking now that I can retire because everybody seems to like it when I'm not here. So I think it's a good time, don't you? I <laughs> Do you think know I'm, what? I, I just turned 60. I can't travel without you, though. People go, where's Glenn? <laughs> Like I'm, I'm here. I live here. <laughs> and I travel. They say, "Where's Jamie?" So it's the same thing. But you had a harrowing experience having a baby. We won't go over all of that again. If you want to hear that, she can't recreate it. So go back and listen to Friday's show. It's yeah. worth a listen. So if you didn't listen to Friday's show because there was a substitute host, you made a mistake. Go back and listen to Friday's show. Wendy yeah. was terrific, actually, on the Friday's show. Yeah. So basically, uh, long story. You know, it's funny. Is I was like. You know, you guys have to listen to this because we, uh, when we're recording like that, we don't have the ability to play it right then. So we can't hear it as it's going like right now uh, with Chad's interview. But like I sent it to Jen, Jen sent it to Wendy and was like, you have to listen to this. And so like we get on to do the recording and, and Jen, I was like, some said, said something about it. And Wendy's like, what? And I was like, didn't you listen to the interview? I skimmed it. Okay, we're going to have to take a break, and you're going to have to go listen to it. She's like, okay, I'll be right back. And then she goes back, oh, my God. (laughs) So long story short, if they would have been here, everybody would be dead. Since they were there, everybody is alive. You had brought them to the hospital ahead of time, which we thought was a good idea just because, you know, because of Chad mostly. But Well, I was going to be gone. In potential, I didn't want her to full was there. And then I, she's going to retain a placenta potentially. And all these things could have. She's 21. So I just took her. And then when I got home from my trip, she still hadn't folded. And I was like, I'm going to leave her. Just going to leave her there. Like this is this is going to work out. the wisest move you've ever made. I right know. There. <laughs> That's the, it, like I said. It was. A, it would have been a different day, uh, for sure, had I not done that. Uh, you know, at the end of the day. So it, it was. It was a great feel, and there was a. You know, through the the last couple of days, they've just gotten bigger and stronger and healthier, and 
Oh my God, he said and I can breathe. As cute as the Dickens. Oh God, she's a precious. huge head. <laughs> I just want to snuggle her, but because I didn't imprint her, or like mess with her when she was born, she doesn't particularly warm to me yet. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna hide behind my mom. <laughs> and Pink's like, Can I have food? Can you scratch me? Thanks. Uh, so I haven't really been able to squeeze her, I will, and I want. I will take. I, I took the picture that you took the the close up of her face. Mm-hmm. So uh, does she have a name yet? Philly. <laughs> okay. She, she has a registered is. name. She has a registered name, but or, or that she'll be registered with. But she does not have a barn name. So I, I that's that's up in the have air. I'm taking the suggestions. Name yeah, her name is Divine Empire. So okay. she had to have a D and Divine, and all of my other two that I've bred finished with Empire because that's a type of apple, and and pink is my mare, the mama. So that's like an ode to the mama. And then juice to pot. She goes like through these incredible bloodlines of all have apple names. So like her grandsire, her grandfather, who won Atlanta's show jumping, the gold medal in the Atlanta Olympics. Okay, Pink's granddad was named Juice de Palm, which is apple juice. Oh, like okay. what a lame name for a Grand Prix Olympic <laughs> champion. Apple, Apple juice, juice, just one. <laughs> and then so so yeah. So basically, all the way down, it's all these uh, lineage. So it's, I like it's, Divine Empire. That's a cool name. De, but the the sire's name is Devin Air H E I R, and so we're spelling Divine D E V I N E in honor of him. So Divine so it Empire again. D E V. He he is D E V O N Devin okay. Air. So she's Divine Empire with a D-E-V-I-N-E. Got it. How you actually spell divine is D-I, Glenn. Write that down. Okay. I spelled it D-E when I wrote it down, so I must have had premonition. (laughs) No, you just can't spell. (laughs) So that's going to be... premonition. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's going to be her registered name, and right now she's Philly. So we're taking suggestions. Um, But there's a big part of me that's like, you know... I'd love Monty to name her and all that, but I'm not, I, I don't plan on keeping her. Um, I, I was going to plan on keeping her had things like I spoke to the vet yesterday when I picked him up and she's like, this mare is th- there's nothing that would stop you from rebreeding her. All the trauma was just internal of trauma, like just repositioning the baby. Um, and what happened was just a fluke. And so there's no reason that she shouldn't be able to have a full next year. So hmm. I figure I'll try with the same thing because I'm, it's insultingly close to what I wanted, which was a black cult. <laughs> is, it, is this, is this baby going to be black or is it going to be gray? It's black. It's black. Okay. It's black. I, I didn't know if there were any gray hairs popping out. No. So yeah. I don't think pink can carry the gray gene and okay. the stallion is black. Got it. Okay. Oh my God. Well, what good. if it's a you gray? You were so close. Yeah. It's, it's not fair really. And like. <laughs> Cute though. Very cute, very, baby. I'll, I'll cute. put it in the show notes today. So, so yeah, I'm trying to, to keep my, my just like, you know, we're going to do it again to the same stallion and, and I can't fall in love with her. And so I'm trying to be more, uh, less squishy around her, but it's not working. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <It's> not working. <laughs> just, I'll give you a week. <laughs> as soon as that baby comes up and rubs against you, you're done. <laughs> oh, I love you. 
<laughs> well, pretty soon you're going to need a saddle for that baby. Well, in a couple of years anyway. That's right. And a good segue there, Glenn. From the bridal path to the training arena, you'll feel balanced and supportive in the thoughtfully designed arena all-purpose saddle. Whether schooling on the flat, jumping a course, or simply riding on your trails, the beautiful arena all-purpose will keep you and your horse comfortable every step of the way. Every rider nurtures a unique and special connection with their horse, and that connection is built on trust. For riders, it's their horse's welfare and comfort that always comes first. Every horse regularly changes shapes, and as they do, their level of fitness, diet, and maturity uh, affects that. So when it comes to your saddle, it too should be able to adapt to meet the changing needs of your horse. Priced at $15.99, the Arena All-Purpose Saddle is a perfect addiction. 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 See what I did there? That's the saddle. You get it's also that, yeah. <laughs> it's also the perfect addiction and addition to your tack room. See, that was a premonition there. Visit arenasaddles.com to see the full range of saddles available and to find a retailer near you. That's arenasaddles.com. Coming up the rest of the week, and maybe I will talk a little bit about PodFest, and we'll, we'll skip the post show because I think my voice is going. But You're I'll talk dying. A You're bit about struggling it here. right now. Yeah, I am. Um, so I, how long can I use the COVID excuse, by the way, to get away with things? Is it, uh, do I have a couple of days? You know, I, I was really sick for three days and then I couldn't breathe for like a month. So okay. <laughs> I got a month split of the difference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, housekeeping the rest of the week. Uh, Jamie and I hopefully will be here tomorrow. Somebody will be here tomorrow. Jamie will be here tomorrow, one way or the other. Uh, then Lord we have the, willing and the Greek don't ride. <laughs> then we have the sidelines uh, ish, or episode on Thursday and then some really bad ads on Friday. So join us for the rest of the week. Uh, so when I went to PodFest, by the way, for new listeners, PodFest, I've been going to for six years since it started. It's it's the second largest podcasting conference uh, in the United States. And it's meant for independent podcasters. There's another conference that I also go to sometimes and will be this year. But it's that's a lot of radio people and the Spotify's and the iHearts and the big, pl- a lot of suits at that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, we get, I usually have some responsibilities at this because I've been there since the beginning. And this year I wasn't going to have many. So I said to Jemmy, who, uh, for longtime listeners, again, don't know who that is. She was, she's our producer that does all of our shows, edits them. I said to her, I said, yeah, I'm going to be easy this year. I have two sessions. I have them done. I know them by heart. I'm going to be fine. And I had a session with her on how to, how to work with a co-host. Your name came up a few times in that <laughs> oh, session. <geez. laughs> All the examples of how not to work with a co-host was, no, I was just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was one Whatever, we've been doing this for like 12 years. Yes. By the way, that impressed a lot of people when they heard that on stage. So I said to her at the beginning of the week, before I even went, I said, I'm going to have it easy. I can hang up with my friends. I can have alco- alcoholic beverages every night. It'll be great. I get there uh, the day before it starts because I always show up to help early. And the boss says, Chris says, Hey, uh, our MC got COVID yesterday and can't do it. So you and Jemmy are going to MC the whole event. It's like, what? <laughs> Did you get it from the microphone? Is that what happened? I, I don't know. He wasn't even there. The guy wasn't even there. <laughs> so I had to call him and write to him and say, Hey, look, can you send your notes? Because we had to start the next day. We had no idea what we were doing. So every morning I got up at five o'clock and I wrote up the notes for our emceeing for that day. I had to get all the sound files ready and do everything that had to be done because we were on the main stage in front of a thousand people. 
So, yeah, we were the MCs for the event uh, with a very little notice. We did well because Jimmy and I worked together so long. Uh, we did a travel show for two years, so we do work together well, and it went fine. It went good. We got a lot of compliments. Uh, there were a few snafus, but they weren't even our fault. So it, I, I felt pretty good about the fact that I got through it all. But, yes, the first thing Chris does is he gets up on stage and, and says how many episodes we have and that we're the longest-running daily podcast, independent daily podcast. And uh, and and then he said three thousand episodes, and the whole audience went, "What?" Because <laughs> you got to remember, a lot of these podcasters, you know, most podcasters, ninety percent of podcasters, still do not make it a year before they quit. Really? So there's only ten percent that make it past a year. That number has been that since you and I started, and it's still that. It, it hasn't changed. It's people think it's easy, and they get on here and they find out it's not, and then when they find out you do a daily show, and I, you know. When we're talking about co-hosts, a little inside, people like inside, when we're talking about co-hosts in that session that Jemmy and I did, you know, I said, look, I probably wouldn't be doing this show if it weren't for you. You know, it's, and I know you wouldn't probably still be doing it if it weren't for me. We've had this discussion off air. It's just because you get so comfortable working with somebody, it's not work anymore, right? Mm -hmm. That when I'm having a bad day, like today, you'll cover. When you're having a bad day, I'll cover. And one of the slides we did, it was the last slide about working with a co-host, and you, you're going to appreciate this one, is leave your sh- at the door and support your co-host. That was the last slide we did. And how many times have you and I, in the 3,000 episodes, had to leave our sh- at the door at the beginning of the show when the music plays? And you used to mar- used to marvel when you guys would play the starting music. I remember when Jen was still, you know, your wife was still co-producing, producing on the air with us. And I remember one of the nicest compliments you gave me is you're like, it's amazing how you can go from like 100 to zero once that music starts, you know, like you'd play the music and I'm like, and I'm Jane just minutes ago. I was like, shut She's up. Bawling. Oh, <laughs> We're crying her eyeballs out. Yeah. <laughs> Which you're known to do. But I, you know, the same way with me, I learned it on stage. You know, when I put on the costume and get in front of 400 people for three hours, you just have to, it just, you flip a switch. Well, you, I do think too that and what you did uh, in that and, and this is that you have to give value to your audience. And I don't want, uh, I consult with some people on podcasting stuff. Like like when they'll ask questions, I'll answer them and try to help them. And it's like, how much of you do you put out there? And I learned from the very beginning of radio, you cannot fake an identity. You know what I mean? Like you have to be yourself. So when I, when you come on, you can't lie. Nothing you can, you will not be successful if you lie. Because you can't, nobody can keep that up. Because what if you do a show for 12 years? Oh my God, who would right. do that? To, you know, who would do <laughs> yeah, 3,000 episodes? What if I pretended I had a British accent on the first day? <laughs> God, I'd be dying. <laughs> I'd be dying. <laughs> no. But you're right. And when I started the Horse Radio Network and started the first podcast, when I started Stable Scoop, I said to Jennifer and to Helene, I said, I'm just a horse husband. I don't know a damn thing about training a horse. Why am I doing this? That's why you get people on that know stuff about training horses. And I played a horse husband. I didn't, I just played myself. I didn't act like I was somebody I wasn't because horse people especially see right through that. I will sniff it out. Yeah, in a minute. And that's why, you know, some people even to today say, you're a horse person. 
just admit it. Now you're a horse person. I don't put the bridle on. That's my line. That's my if uh, that's my red line. You still don't put bridles no, on. No, Jennifer puts Lame. the bridle on. See, uh, that's what make, that's why I'm not a horse husband and not a horse person. <laughs> I don't put the bridle on. So there we go. Uh, but yeah, so it was interesting seeing the reaction of people who've been doing this for ten episodes or. 50 episodes when when they find out, yeah, it is possible to keep this going for a long time. Um, hey, you just have to work at it. I'm, well, I think we're doing a heck of a job. So that's my review of PodFest and uh, another successful year, except half of us getting COVID after. Uh, other than that, it was great. It was a fun time. Got to hang out with friends. And yes. Kayla, thank you so much for being the one host from Horse Radio Network who wanted to come out and hang out, and we got to hang out a lot. And she got to meet one of her podcasting idols for another show that she That's so to. cool. I saw that. That's great. Yes. She listens to Scott's show, and she, she saw his title on his hat, and she was like, are you the host of that show? And she freaked out <laughs> it, was, it was really cute his show is what's that like what's that like and that's exactly what his show is it's what's that like and then we were having lunch the one day we tr- finally got some time alone to talk and scott comes over and says can i have lunch with you and i saw her face go yes yes <laughs> <laughs> it was funny question first world problems is brought to you by purina Attention horse owners, are you looking to help your horse recover with ease after a strenuous workout? Would you like to nourish your horse and their digestive system? If so, try the new Purina Replenimash. It's much more than a mash. Replenimash promotes hydration, replenishes electrolytes, and supports gastric comfort. Put Purina's research to the test. Stop into your local Purina dealer and grab a bag of Purina Replenimash today. And it will help you put your horse's bridle on. So there, they do that too. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian I will never do world it. problems. This ought to be good. That That's the line. That's the line. If I do, do that, know, then you're all going to think I'm a horse person. So basically, I'll never get my husband to do it, but I am going to try for the rest of my life. Can you just please <laughs> put this on? It'll be fine. All right. Well, remember that equestrian first world problems are real problems that our listeners have and auditors, and they decide to share them with us when we put up a post asking for, you know, share your, your issues, what's going on in your life. And the, there's never a shortage. So I have to edit through them. But if you want to be a part of this, you have to become an auditor. Glenn, how do they do that? Just go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page, and for as little as $3 a month, you too can join the auditor party. That is really weird to work with somebody almost 12 years it is. doing this. That's really weird. <laughs> My equestrian first world problem is I'm really tired. <laughs> she had to put up with me for 12 years. Oh my God. I give you a break every once in a while. That's really that's creepy though. Like that's, that's, a, I had radio, like real radio jobs. Never one lasted longer than two years. Cause that's the length of your contract. So those people <laughs> that have been doing it forever, they're like one in a million. I think okay. we had a contract in the very beginning, but I'm not sure we ever officially renewed it. We just forgot to quit. <laughs> I think we did have a contract. That's we did, weird. I think at the very I'm beginning. Such a stringent business person. <laughs> yeah, me that, too. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to review that because I'm pretty sure I'm scheduled. Good luck for, finding it. <laughs> I'm scheduled for a raise at some point. So, yeah, I'm comfortable knowing that I know what her house looks like. She'll never find that contract. <laughs> <laughs> Chad's been doing our taxes. 
from last year. <laughs> so I'm just gonna we'll we'll come across it. Um anyway, Jenny says that I have three stalls in my barn, but I have no horses in them, which seems impossible until she goes on to say I have a pot belly pig in one, tricks and guineas in the second, and then an alpaca in the last one. <laughs> well, that's that's like one horse with all those animals. I mean, you could almost cram them all in together. Uh, Nikki said, I ordered these. <laughs> I ordered these new, beautiful custom boots last month. And they said they may take up to two months to get them. So I ordered a new pair of Ariat boots to show in in the meantime. And then my customs and the Ariats came on the same day. So now I have two new pair of boots, which means I have to break in two new pair of boots. <laughs> you could be like the queen and have your own boot breaker in her or shoe breaker in her. Please tell me she, that's true and she has one of those. Oh, it is true. And oh, uh, true. I read an article about it the other day. The woman will take whatever new shoe she gets. She has to walk around in them for two days around the around the castle. That's the most fantastic exercise <laughs> of privilege I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much is up there. <laughs> so I think that is there one thing you would splurge on if you were rich? Okay, see, if I was rich, I would never wear a pair of socks twice. First reason is new socks. If they're just, you get the right one, they're so comfortable and soft. And then two, you never have to do laundry and mate socks. I hate that. I would get a cook. I would have the cook come in once a week and make all the meals for the week. And so I didn't have to put up with them every day. Um, and then just put them in the fridge and the freezer. And that's what I would do. I would do a cook. Yeah. Okay. Well, there. We I can clean the thing. house. I want to cook. <laughs> I like cooking. But if I, I don't have to cook, I'm just socks. as happy. <laughs> Uh, Stephanie said, I have too many non-horsey friends and family events to go to weddings, family reunions, going to the lake, and I can't ride my pony on the weekends. And I just want to stay home and ride people. Stop inviting us. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so popular. Like I just can't. Oh man. Uh, Glenn's I think that, that slows down at a certain age. Yeah, you'll you'll stop. I mean, weddings now is like yeah. once every couple of years because yeah. I'm you know it's second weddings. When you hit the thirty five, <laughs> you're that's going to slow down. And most people in their second wedding, they just run off and get married anyway. So it's or not they like, should. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, my husband was divorced, and he had to have a huge wedding because a huge well, had to have a wedding because it was me. <laughs> it was my first. Um. Let's see here. Alyssa said, I ordered new stirrup irons from Germany during Easter weekend, and I added on a face brush to bring me to the th free shipping threshold. But now my entire order is on hold because the brush was back ordered. <laughs> that happens more times than you it know. Well, we had our store that used to happen that we used to send it out, but we weren't sending it from Germany. So yeah, there's that. Exactly. Uh, Tony says, when I got my first horse, my dad built me this beautiful six foot tall tack box with a pull out saddle rack and everything. Well, now 10 years later, I still have that tack box, but now I have two bridles and three saddles and I can't fit them all in that tack box. So I need a new one. <laughs> <laughs> the Adrian said, there's a, oh no, let me see. Let me go on to Carrie. We're running out of time. I haven't seen my horse since last Thursday, since I was away for the long weekend. And now I took, I took the day off work to spend it with him. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure your significant <laughs> other is thrilled. Yeah. You're taking him taking sick days. <laughs> no, he's not. She's she took the day off to spend it with her horse, Glenn. Not, oh, oh, got you. Okay, got you. I thought <laughs> she was actually I'm spending. Saying. See, I'm a horse husband. I was thinking, wow, the horse husband got some love. Nope. No, 
I mean, you know better than that. No, yeah, uh, I should. Yes. 12 years of this. Um, let's see. Uh, Hillary, that's a real problem. Gas prices are real problems. <laughs> um, I, speaking of which, for the first time ever, it costs like $180 to fill up the truck. Good Lord. Yeah. I mean, I have a Beetle convertible. It used to be at like $35, and now I think I spent $65. It's, it's insane. It's insane. For a Beetle. But, <laughs> for a Beetle. This tank is about the size of a, a bread box. If you take yeah. your two hands and put them together like a little <laughs> cup yeah. shape, that's the yeah. gas tank. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. <clears throat> and it goes 400 miles to the tank, but now it's $4,000 to fill it up. <laughs> Um, let's see, Mackenzie. I was in Orlando last week visiting from Pennsylvania. You said this one already, but yep. nobody wanted to make the trip to the World Equestrian Center with me. Leave the family at the park and go to the World Equestrian Center next time. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, don't let them push you around. <laughs> Laura says uh, this is the best name for a horse in the world is Beef Eater. <laughs> she says Beef Eater is 359 days pregnant. And still no full. And she's now been at the vet clinic for a full month. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I, I know what your, yours is going to cost. I imagine what hers is going to cost. Yeah. That, that, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But you can't take her home because you're done now. Like, you would take her home and then well, something would happen. Late, like, what right? I do. Like, Pulling. really late. Yeah. I think it's like 340 days it's supposed to be. <sighs> Time to bring that baby out. <laughs> Thank you. I'm signing my uh, Orkin pest control receipt right now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Do they induce, can they induce labor on a horse like they do people? I, I don't know. I mean, I could answer that and tell you one way or the other, but I, I wouldn't know. I don't know. We'll have so. to ask that to one of the veterinarians we get on sometime. I don't, I don't know. That's a great question. Do um, they do C-sections? No. No. Okay. I've never heard of a C-section in a mare. Because think about it, you stand them back up. Yeah, it's, that's it's, true. It's a yeah. seam in the wrong place. Much like colic surgery, there was belly bands and all that stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, you're asking way too many questions. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to work here. Um, <laughs> Colleen says, I was going to bring my RRP horse to a show, but he lost his shoe. So then I was going to bring my RRP grad from last year, but he lost his shoe. <laughs> And finally, you'll 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 feel this. Ellen said, I bought a nice new cart for my driving pony, and it is painted the loveliest shade of light blue, but it's so pretty I don't want to drive it because I'm afraid it's gonna get scratched. It will. I promise me it will. <laughs> I I know because I have felt the same way about mine in the blue, but uh it got scratched. Yeah. And you it's know like, what? It's like a new car. You know, your new car, you don't eat in it for the first week. And then after the second week, you start doing little things. And then after a month, you don't care anymore. And it's a mess. So it's the carts the same way. Well, it's like You'll getting a new saddle and you don't want to scratch it. I say scratch it. Just scratch it and get over it. Get, a, get it over it. It's going to happen. You're going to like have a belt on and slide off and dismount and leave a big down the saddle scratch. It's fine. No big deal. Horse is going to back into a wall or lay on a wall or roll in it. You know, something's going to happen. It's okay. Just I think it. it's two weeks for us for a new car. How about you? Before you're, you know, eating in it and throwing crap on the floor. That's hilarious that you think I've ever owned a new car. <laughs> We're even new to you, car. I mean, okay. Even... <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm there. No, I know you. So <laughs> you know what? To be fair, um, now that it's so much better, 
my car stays a lot better because first of all, it's convertible and I hate trash flying out of it. So I have this little yeah. like trash can that it attaches to the, to the seat, the passenger seat. So I just reach over and throw something in there, but also I can't text or eat because it's a stick shift. That does limit your your extracurricular activities, doesn't it? I, d- I d- actually just have to drive. It's annoying. <laughs> well, I wish you'd come down and teach some of the people in Orlando how to drive. That has to be the worst. I didn't say I was good drivers. at it. <laughs> That's it for today. My voice is going. So um, we won't have a post show today. I kind of already did the post show. So we'll see you all tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, if, if all's well, I'll be here. If not, I have a backup already lined up to help Jamie out. So appreciate you listening. All right, everybody, spade, neuter, guild. Feel better. Some vitamin C and things like that.